Hello there, listeners. This is Jeff Heinbuck with two quick announcements. The first is, I know we've been bugging you about our live show, which happens to take place July 31st at 2.30 p.m. at the Midsummer Scream Halloween Festival in Long Beach, California. But if you buy your tickets online at midsummerscream.org, be sure to use the coupon code RETURNHOME for 30% off your general admission tickets. We made it, you guys! We're a coupon code! Isn't that exciting? Again, that's RETURNHOME, no spaces, for 30% off. We hope to see you guys there. Second, just wanted to give you guys and gals a heads up that we'll be taking a brief hiatus after the conclusion of episode 5. We just need some time to recharge our batteries, catch up on Game of Thrones, and, you know, a bunch of other stuff we've been slacking behind on. Like writing and recording and editing the next batch of episodes. We will return sometime towards the end of August, beginning of September, but the exact date will be announced as soon as we figure it out for ourselves. That's not to say you won't hear anything from us during that time. Maybe an interlude will be released, and we'll definitely be active on all our social media. So be sure to follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and everywhere else just to keep updated. And as always, thank you so much for your love and support. We love you guys, we're thankful for you guys, and really, thanks for listening. But now, enough for me. Let's start episode 5. Enjoy! Previously on Return Home. My name is Jonathan Barker. After five years away, I returned to my hometown of Melancholy Falls after receiving a mysterious phone call. Home, Jonathan. Return home. Along with my best friend Buddy, I found that larger forces were at play. I was a pawn for the Society of Shadows in their fight against the coming darkness. Serve the shadows! Serve the shadows! So far, our encounters with the problems of Melancholy Falls have been less than normal. From interdimensional psychopathic tentacles... Take this, you calamari son of a bitch! ...to hair-raising encounters with bunnies. Now, I continue my journey to unravel the mystery of what my hometown has become, or has always been. Let's go find the weird. It is now time to return home. I haven't been sleeping well. The last few weeks have begun to take its toll on me, and my dreams are often haunted by everything going on. Visions of tentacles emerging from another world, bunnies attacking my friends, all this and more plagued my thoughts, causing me to toss and turn on Buddy's couch nightly. I would often wake in a cold sweat, at a loss for words, trying to remember where I was and what I was doing. Those were the good nights. Tonight was a bad one. No. No. It had been years since I had nightmares, but they returned in full force once I returned home. I looked at the clock and saw it was close to 3 a.m. Great. Looks like another night of staring at the ceiling again. Oh, jeez. Though I was already awake, my cell phone startled me. It was late and I wasn't entirely sure who would be calling at this hour. The caller ID came up as unknown, so I almost silenced the call. However, I thought better of it and answered. Hello? Hello? 
What do you want? Jonathan Parker. It is time once again. Time? Time for what? You are being summoned home. Wait, what? Again? Do you want me to go to Helm home? Is that it? I know what we're doing today. After Buddy woke up, I told him about the phone call, and he immediately suggested that we head to Helm home as soon as possible. We jumped in the car, and we're on our way. You know, I just don't understand why they can't call at a more convenient time. Don't they understand that people need sleep? They can just as easily call at 8 a.m. after, you know, you start the day. Hell, even a text message would be fine. Hey, do you think that they would use emojis? Well, whatever they want, they certainly have some explaining to do. We haven't heard anything from them since I got back. Yeah, they have been uncharacteristically quiet. They haven't possessed me in a while. What a bummer, right? I don't know if I'd call that a bummer. It used to break up the everyday boringness of life. Um, don't our lives have a little bit more excitement in them now? Uh, I guess I didn't think of it that way before. I mean, it was pretty boring before you came back around. Speaking of which, what did you do before I came back home? I haven't seen you go to work once since I've been back. What, are you taking like a thousand sick days or something? Well, I don't really need a job anymore right now. What do you mean? Everyone needs a job, dude. Like, how do you pay for stuff? Like, food, and rent, and cable. Because, damn, dude, you have an awesome cable package. Just don't worry about it. I have it covered. Oh, look, we're here! Sure enough, we were. Buddy pulled up to the dock, and we noticed someone standing at the end of it, looking at Helmholm. Expecting someone already? Wait, it, is that Amy? Actually, I think it is. We began to make our way down the dock to her, and she looked just as confused to see us as we were to see her. Oh, hey guys. What are you doing here? Johnny got a phone call. What are you doing here? That's weird. I got a phone call, too. From who? I'm not sure, but it told me to return home, and this was the first place I thought of. See? She figured it out pretty quickly, too. What are you talking about? It's nothing. It's weird that you got a phone call, too, though, isn't it? Yeah, and I was a little hesitant about coming back here, especially since the last time I was, things got a little... Was that a weird bunny joke? Because if it was, that was really good. Okay, so we're here. Do we just wait for the burlap bags again, or...? Uh, Burlap bags? What? I hope not, because it really messed up my hair last time, and I would prefer not to go through that again. Look, it's a long story, and we're probably going to have a lot of explaining to do if you're coming with us. Coming with you where? Before I even had a chance to explain, a van pulled up, and its side door slid open. A woman in one of those black, featureless masks got out and motioned for us to step in. Come along. You know the drill. Well, looks like our ride is here. Wait, what the hell is going on here? I'm not getting into a creepy van with some creepy woman in a mask. I wouldn't usually say this about a creepy van, but trust me, this time it's safe. I don't know about this. I told you with that bunny thing that everything was going to be okay, right? I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you. I promise. Okay, if you say so. The three of us walked to the van and got in. This time, instead of sitting on the hard floor, there were seats for us to make use of. Moving on up in the world, we have somewhere to sit now. And we don't have to wear those stupid burlap... Just as Buddy was saying that, the woman in the mask handed a bag over to each of us. Bags. Society's orders. 
We each put them on as she slammed the door shut and began our journey back to the Society of Shadows lair. When we arrived, we were shuffled into the darkness yet again, making our way to the open chamber where we were first introduced to them. The torches on the walls flickered, but helped our eyes adjust once the bags were removed. Surrounding us again were the men, women, and children of the society, all wearing those masks. Okay, I am not on board for this. Hey, it, it's fine. Yeah, they're on our side, I think. How right you are. From the back of the group, the voice spoke out. The crowd parted as a man, dressed in formal wear, began to make his way toward us. He held a drink in his hand, swirling it around just as he took a sip. His mask covered only half of his face, but there was no mistaking it. It was most definitely who we thought it was. Zane? That is correct. I'm not quite sure how you knew that already, but I will say that you being here is an unexpected, unwarranted, and unwanted surprise, Mr. Nutters. Zane got closer and smiled as he stood before me. Jonathan Barker, thank you for finally joining us. We are so glad that you could return home. Well, wait, wait just a second here. We thought you were dead. We saw you die. Um... Yeah, because of the tentacles and the portal. Do you two know this guy? Yeah, we, we met him just after I got back to town. But he's definitely 100% less dead than the last time we saw him. Perhaps you are confusing me with someone else. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Zane Sanguine, and this is the Society of Shadows. Society of Shadows, right. We did this already, Zane. We did... This? Yes, this. All of this. So, you know about the talisman? The talisman was currently hanging around my neck, so I took it out to show him. Yeah, he's been wearing that for like three weeks already. Ah, but did you know we have your mother? Yep, covered that part too. Wait, what happened to your mom? I'm really confused. You see, the Society of Shadows lured Johnny back here with the whispers and some creepy phone calls and are keeping him here to do their bidding by holding his mom hostage. Hostage is a little rough of a word for it. Isn't there anything lighter? Kidnapped, extortion, captured, seized, holding prisoner. Ah, oh, yes, those would do fine. So, really, you don't remember any of this? I've never met any of you in person before in my life. I mean, we've watched you, but I've never had the pleasure of formally introducing myself. Okay, and we watched you die. You were thrown into a portal by psychopathic sentient tentacles, and when you were spit back out, you were dead. Seriously, none of this is ringing any bells? Hmm, I don't recall. Hey, can one of you creepy mass people fill him in or something? Forget him. Can someone fill me in? Silence! We will figure this out later, as it is of no matter right now. We have some more pressing matters to discuss. I don't know. You coming back from the dead is a pretty pressing matter, too. What did I not tell you? Let's see here. Introductions. Did that. of Shadows. Did that. Kidnapped Mother. Yep. One Leader a Generation. That one, too. Talisman. Mm -hmm. The Seven Sins. Wait, what? The Seven Sins? Like the Seven Deadly Sins? In a way, yes. While most people have a passing knowledge of the Seven Deadly Sins, they don't know how grounded in reality they are. And that they spring from the Society of Shadows, from millennia ago. 
Oh, gross. This isn't going to end with Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box, is it? I'm not sure I get that reference. It's not important. You were saying? People have always been immoral, shiftless, and self-gratifying. For ages, humankind struggled to find a system to operationalize their shortcomings. The Seven Sins took on that role and, though adapted over the years, have always had their origins rooted in fact. So you society of shadow people are taking credit for a spiritual concept now? It's not just a concept, my dear Miss Reynolds. What I am trying to say is that there has always been a physical manifestation of the Seven Sins. Oh my god, I bet the sloth is so adorable. This is no laughing matter, Mr. Nutters. These seven sins are very dangerous and mean to do us all harm. They are part of the things attracted here by the talisman. But they are special. In fact, they are the reason so many things are coming our way. What do you mean? They sent them. So, let me get this straight. The physical embodiments of the seven sins are the ones throwing all this weird stuff our way? Yes. But why? And why now? Because of that talisman around your neck. They want it for themselves. So why not just destroy the talisman and be done with it? No more talisman, no more attracting strange things, right? If only it were so simple. You can't just destroy the talisman, because they are the talisman. Am I wearing the seven sins around my neck right now? No, no, they are part of it. Do you know about the seven indentations within it? I know that there are indentations. Looks like you don't know everything after all, do you? Each one of those indentations are meant for one of the seven sins. Avarice, envy, wrath, sloth, gluttony, lust, hubris. They all belong to the talisman. However, at some point over time, they escaped, hence the indentations. Were they trapped? Yes, they were bound to it. But now they all want it for themselves, so they cannot be trapped within it again. If they ever laid their hands on it, who knows what would happen. So, in addition to all the other stuff going on in town, now we have to look out for the seven sins? And contain them. How the heck are we going to do that? The darkness is coming, Mr. Barker. If the seven sins are still free when it arrives, it will be immensely more powerful. But if they are contained beforehand, the Society of Shadows will have the upper hand. You will have the upper hand. And we will be one step closer to winning. Where is Johnny supposed to find these things anyway? I highly doubt they're just walking around town with a sign around their neck. They're all making their way here. Some may be coming from greater distances, and it may take some time. But we have received reports that one may already be here. Already in town? What would it even look like? They often take the form of a human, inhabiting a body to do its will, causing mayhem before moving on to the next. However... If our information is correct, this one in particular seems to have been in this persona for some time, hiding in plain sight. And we need you to go check it out. What am I, your spy now? Nothing so extreme. Just a simple reconnaissance. In fact, it may even be fun for you. And who exactly am I supposed to be checking out? Kaylin Robina. The philanthropist? Hasn't she donated tons of money to the town? She has... But she also has an extensive collection of rare and exotic things that bring her into our suspicion. I'm putting aside the information overload you just dumped on me for a second, but I have to ask, why am I here? Because in order to see if it is indeed one of the seven sins, 
Jonathan is going to a party. And you're going to be his date. Wait, what do I get to do? I don't know. Eat cocktail weenies in the car for all I care. You're not on the invite list. Invite list for what? Where are we going? Dust off your tuxedo, Mr. Barker, because you are going to the biggest bash of the century. Kaylin Robina is holding a gala tonight to honor the citizen of the year. And who would that be? Why, me, of course. Return Home, Episode 5, Spirit of Greed. You just listened to Part 1 of 4. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, Alyssa Ritorno, Michaela Onetto, Cleve North, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast and on Twitter at returnhomeshow. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Hate that Zane is so mean to Buddy? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.